Trent Cotney and John Kenny are dedicated to helping the construction industry with legal business and safety challenges. Welcome to this week's episode of Law and Mortar. Hello, I'd like to welcome everybody to another episode of Law and Mortar. I'm Trent Cotney with Adams and Reese. As always, I've got John Kenny, CEO of Cotney Consulting. John, how you doing? Doing great. It's uh, it's been an, uh, kind of a warm week all over the country. So when I say it's been hot, I think ninety five percent of the country can agree on that one this week. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it is uh, crazy how hot and warm it is. Not just here, you know, Florida, but all over the U.S. Uh, obviously, I've been seeing a lot of the associations putting out information on uh, OSHA heat and uh, you know safety, all that kind of stuff. So you know, make sure you stay hydrated. John, the, you know, the, the one thing that I think is on the top of every contractor's mind right now, it's definitely on the top of my mind, is the economy, inflation, you know, where we're going. Um, definitely of, of concern. I mean, we've always, you know, prided ourselves on being able to adapt and overcome. But, you know, what are you hearing out there and, and what should contractors be concerned about? Well, I think contractors have come to the conclusion this is going to be a long ride, which it is. Um, every every data point that's being released, you can actually figure that being behind by at least 60 days from where we truly are heading. It just takes time for them to catch up. Um, I, I think, you, you know, I've heard some people uh, say, well, we get the elections done in, you know, mid-year. That No, it's, it's not going to change it. There's really not a magic bullet. We've been in this situation before. Um, we had a very severe recession caused by different reasons in 08, and that lasted a long time. But the one that they're partnering this to back in the 80s, um, yeah, I absolutely remember that one. And I remember my house mortgage being at 14%. And I also remember it took almost 24 months for construction to recoup after that one finally got feet under it. Now, I'm not saying that. We could be out of this in six months, but you got, you know, I'm seeing a lot of worry, which rightfully so. Where You got to know where your overhead's at. Now's the time you cannot have any expenses you cannot afford to carry if something really drastically tightens up and money is starting to tighten up. The interest rates going up uh, where they're at now is going to start really starting to slow the pipeline down the next, you know, probably 60 to 90 days. Yeah, you know, I don't think one of the things that contractors really need to do is is focus on that AR. You know, if you if you don't have a tight leash on your AR, now is the time to really look at it. Make sure that you've got the internal procedures to do it or outsource it and get some third party management. Um, but that's going to be the difference in contractors that are, are able to maintain good cash flow and those that aren't. Um, obviously, along those lines, we're seeing a big uptick in lien claims, and bond claims, um, which is always a sign of what's to come. So. Uh, the nature of the calls have changed, and I think there's going to be less and less deal making and more and more litigation, uh, unfortunately. But um, it's a sign of the time. So protect your assets and watch your AR. That's that's definitely one of the most important things. Um, you know, John, uh, there's another topic that I think is is probably worth mentioning, and that is when you know being a business owner, you, you kind of you climb that mountain and. You know, the goal is to get to the, the precipice. Sometimes you you look over and sometimes you fall off. And uh, some some contractors out there may be facing some very difficult times where they don't have the financial capability to kind of move forward. One of the biggest issues that, that we've seen lately is the material increase, the price increases. 
And uh, if you're doing new construction or if you're doing other projects where you, you're locked in and you, you decide to back out of some of that stuff, I've seen some some real problems that contractors have had. We, we've had some contractors here recently that uh, have faced all kinds of issues, everything from attorney general complaints to um, involuntary petitions in Chapter 7 bankruptcy, where you're kind of forced to go to bankruptcy and the trustee looks at all your books. A lot of things that you need to watch out for there. You know, are you hearing anything along those lines with uh, the customers you talk to? Yeah, um, you know, it's interesting about forcing someone into uh, bankruptcy. Um, I, I don't believe a lot of people out there even realize that's possible. That was a great, uh, great one to bring up. But yeah, I mean, you, I think people lose sight on the fact this goes back to what we've had many conversations on this and even on this program. You're signing these contracts. You're contractually bound. So even though it's not fair, if you've signed terms that are not, you know, of a benefit to you, you're, you're going to eat them at this point. And unfortunately, we're at that point now. Everyone is going to start clawing and clawing hard for everything they can get to protect themselves. Um, I think it's, it's going to be a tough ride. It's going to be even worse, as you were saying, with being forced into different things. Um, you know, you really got to take a step in the mirror and really be honest where you're at financially. And, you know, maybe, it, you know, it's time to not worry so much about getting work in the door as it is getting your business adjusted for the storm that's coming. So, um, you know, I know you always have to have work. Don't get me wrong. I've been in this a long time. But you got to look at everything. Work alone will not get you out of this. You just can't buy your way out with the next job. Right, right, absolutely. So I want to turn to something a little bit more positive. We've been, you know, uh, negative here for the last couple of topics. So let's turn to something good. So uh, IFD, the International Federation for Roofing Trades, had their meetings this week. Obviously, we've got a lot of great friends over there, you know, Pascal Travati, Graham Miller, a lot of the other people. Hopefully, I'll see some of them at the National Slate Association uh meetings in october but uh you had the opportunity to attend these you know why don't you tell people you know what your role is with ifd and what you got out of the meetings yeah so th they're a great organization i enjoy work with them I, I i'm you know we're members and of course uh, i was fortunate enough to apply to get on a couple of the committees i got accepted on committees so my role is i'm working on the technical side on uh, waterproofing was what we, we covered this time. And I'm also on uh, low slope, which will be coming out probably in the uh, fall. So we're actually group. There's like 11 countries represented, putting best practices together for Europe. And the interesting thing, you know, you're listening, you're saying, okay, so United States, why are you working in Europe? They're probably not listening. No, they're actually taking our best practices. We do certain things here that are not being done there. And I'm also learning things over there that are extremely great best practices to, you know, to get out to contractors here in the U.S. So that part is what, that was part of the steering committee. We, we took our paper and was presented among the, all the members, um, very well recepted. So that'd be coming out for publication. But the nice thing about these meetings is you really get to hear that world perspective, right? So we're over here and we know there's a war going on and, you know, that, that's, we, we hear it on the news and we're helping them out. But when you start to listen to a manufacturer stand up and they're not complaining because of the supply chain issue, they're complaining because their factories are closed in Ukraine and they can't even produce material, it puts a different spin on it. So it really gives you that worldview of what's going on. And I love their attitudes. They got great attitudes moving forward. 
and really promoting the best of the roofing industry out there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's a fantastic organization, very welcoming, and it's insightful to see how Europe and other countries approach some of the same issues that we face, you know, here in the States with roofing. So, uh, John, I want to turn to what is your favorite time uh, in law and order. Yep, yep, the question, let me make sure I got it here. Um, so this question is from Jeremy. Okay, Jeremy's question is, uh, and I think we could both answer, answer this. If I'm summarizing it, the question is, what do you miss that used to exist in the roofing industry that no longer exists? So I'll let you, I'll let you answer that one, John. You obviously you've been 45 years. You you've done everything from top of the roof to the boardroom. You've seen it all. So what what is it that you miss that no longer exists in the roofing? Well, that's a that's a that's actually a really tough question now when you when you think about it. Um, I, I don't know. I think a lot of ways, I think our industry is doing things differently today that are really good. But I'd say um, what I probably uh, miss the most, and, and there's there's some of it out there, but not quite what it was. I think you found a lot more um, partnerships and, um, you know, friendships in the industry. There still are, so I don't want anybody taking the wrong way. But what I mean is, you know, going back 30, 40 years ago, if I needed to borrow a kettle, I could call anyone in the United States that I knew that I met, and they would lend it to me. Now, that may not be quite as much today, but the point is, I think with electronics, we know each other a lot better on social media than we do physically in person. Um, and that's why I like going to the events to getting out there. So I think, um, and I know this is going to sound odd because people know me know I'm a big pusher of technology. But I think what I miss is I think our industry's gotten too fast in some ways. So I miss the slowness of the industry where you had a little bit more time to take part of your day and maybe pick up the phone or drive down the road at a smaller event going on and spend some time with, with your fellow industry personnel. I, I don't think there's quite as much of that today. So I'd say in a nutshell, that's what I miss the most. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. Obviously, we're we both you know, enjoy and, and post and do all that stuff as it relates to roofing history. And we, you know, got a variety of signs and other stuff, you know, letters, all kinds of old artifacts from, from the industry. To me, and, you know, I've, I've, I haven't been in it as long as you have, but, you know, the one thing that, that I, I would say is I think is similar to what you would say. I'm, I'm concerned, even though I've seen a lot of great things happen in the industry, I'm concerned we're going to lose that family type environment there's that that shared experience that you get in roofing and you know i i that's one of the reasons why you know participation in associations i think is important but um i don't want to get so uh you know automated and technology driven that we lose sight of the craft and i, I think that's that's something that you know if i'm thinking about it that would be the one thing looking back even to my short amount of time that I've been in the industry, you know, it's, it's, when I look back, I've seen that change already, you know, and, and uh, for better or worse, I think we're, we're continued there, but I, I just hope and pray we, we keep that craft element because it's, it's something that I think is very important. So. Yeah. Well said, like I said, that was a tough question to get hit on the, on the line like that. That was a good one by Jeremy. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, you know, uh, you can always expect good ones from him. So. <laughs> um, 
So uh, we're at the end of our time now, John, and I want to thank everybody for listening to this episode of Law & Mortar. As always, you got any questions for me, please feel free to hit me up. I'm Trent Cotney. You can reach me at trent.cotney at arlaw.com. John, how can they reach you? Real easy, jkenny at cotneyconsulting.com. Always available, always happy to talk to someone. (laughs) Great. Thank you, guys, and we'll see you next week. Take care.